Friday, September 22nd, and we have already been underway since 8 in the morning here on the Plus. You had the simulcast on my channel and Larry Kruger's channel of 49ers Wake Up. And after all, 49er fans, you're waking up 3-0 and this morning after beating the New York Giants on Thursday night football. It is good to have you here. I'm going to tell everyone who's in the chat already worried about sip of the day. And if the coffee has been consumed, again, J.J. Raider is saying, look, man, uh, Damon was sipping a very good amount earlier. Rockin' New Air 84 says no sip of the day today. Damon was on at 8 a.m. That coffee is gone. Guess what? He's brewed another pot of coffee. You can see it in there. And it's so fresh. I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's probably a little too hot. No, we're not there yet. It's not sip of the daytime yet, but uh, we will get there eventually. Welcome. It is wonderful to have you here. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show live at 11 Monday through Friday here on the West Coast. And we were already live at 11 a.m. till about, whoa, 1030 or excuse me, 8 a.m. to about 10.30, Larry and I breaking down everything that happened. So if I repeat myself a little right here, that means you were watching this morning. You might have been watching last night during the postgame show, which got us one of our biggest crowds ever assembled. I believe today, if all goes according to plan, might be the single largest day in the history of what we're doing over here on YouTube. So thank you all so very much for being so supportive of everything that we've done since moving over here. Uh, we can finally officially see, you know, through the forest and the light now coming through that is the audience officially growing by the day, by the week, by the show. And it's an awful lot of fun. We're having a great time over here. Thank you for being here. And we will get to that sip of the day before it is all said and done. What a game last night for the 49ers. Again, to come out and win a game so decisively, even though there were a few moments where it looked like, oh, maybe the... The, the New York Giants might do something here on this drive that's going to make this game filled with more anxiety than I anticipated. Nothing ever went really wrong. Nothing ever went wrong. And on a night where Brock Purdy had the quietest 310 passing yards you're ever going to see, it didn't feel like the offense had a great game. But it had a good game, certainly more than serviceable. And that defense, which, again, I don't, I don't know if anyone walked out of that stadium last night saying, that's one of the best football games, defensive football games the 49ers have played in a real long time. But it was. It absolutely was. The 49ers held the Giants to 150 total yards. That's the fewest amount of yards given up in a single game since 2017. And that game was Jimmy Garoppolo's first start at Chicago. So it's been a while since they've had a successful statistical defensive evening as they just had at Levi's Stadium last night. And again, this team is now 3-0 for the first time since 2019. And we know what happened in 2019. 3-0 for just the ninth time, believe it or not, in franchise history. The great franchise that is the 49ers. You've only got nine 3-0 starts. So that's nothing to sneeze at or assume. Yeah, just assume that yeah, that's going to happen. No problem there. No, you, you got to work for that. You got to earn that. And um, team wins its home opener for the second consecutive season. They scored 30 or more points, more times than ever before in franchise history. Six consecutive games now, going back to the end of the 
regular season last year. And all I can tell you is that, and I mentioned this with Larry earlier, the 49ers in my mind were the team that embodied the concept of franchise quarterback, having Joe Montana and Steve Young. Well, neither Joe Montana nor Steve Young has ever been able to put up 30 points in a row at any point in time in their Hall of Fame careers. And Brock Purdy has done it now six straight times. He's 8-0 as a starter in this league now, and he remains in the full grace and trust of Kyle Shanahan, even when he's having a less than dialed in to bullseye evening with the football. It was a, a, a middling first half for Brock Purdy, a very good second half for Brock Purdy. He made a couple of throws on that opening drive that could have been picked off. I mean, George Kittle at one point turned into a defender uh, to keep uh, a ball out of uh, 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 a New York Giants player's hands. And Purdy had another one of those balls that might have gotten away from him. But where the Niners were good, they were great at controlling the clock and the tempo of that game and leaving the Giants basically in a situation where without explosive plays, you're not going to have much going for you tonight. And the Giants didn't really generate any explosive plays because the guy who's responsible for generating most of that, Saquon Barkley, clearly, you know, isn't in the room. Um, people are coming and going on the AMP app. I see we got that up and running. I don't know. It, I hope that there is no uh, uh, problem again with the damn with the microphone picking me up. I, I hope that that's not a problem. But again, it's a Friday, so I'm not going to be too worried about it. But I do have a good set list for you for the VIP room. If we are in the VIP room tonight, I've been promising True Blue forever that if uh, the 49ers go ahead and get a uh, and, and pick up a win, uh, I'm going to give them a meat stick. So that's what I hope to do in the AMP app a little bit later on today. But people keep on coming in and out, which makes me think for whatever reason, my, uh, my, my, oh, no, there's two people there now. So maybe you can hear me. Oh, no, one dropped. And I think the other just dropped. So maybe you can't hear me. Oh, well, technology, what are you going to do? We're doing the best with it. We can, um, 49ers had scoring drives last night of 15 plays, 11 plays, 11 plays. That was in the first half. Uh, their field goal in the third quarter that pushed the lead back up to eight. That was an 11-play drive. And Kyle Shanahan is just out there playing keep away. I mean, he really is. He's out there playing keep away. So um, it, it was an, an impressive night on a night where things weren't wildly impressive. After the fact, it looks even better than it did in real time. And the thing about Thursday night football is these games are, they leave you so little time to prepare, install the perfect game plan that you got to go with pretty good. And as you can see, when the 49ers got to just roll out there with their pretty good, they're pretty good. So a 3-0 start, a very healthy team. Debo looks no worse for wear after giving everyone a scare laying on the 50-yard line for a minute there. I think he had the wind knocked out of him. I think he was doing a little personal evaluation. You saw him coming off the field twisting, which means he hurt his ribs, his cartilage a little bit, and he goes into the blue tent, comes out of the blue tent, and then goes into the end zone. So I'm, I'm pretty sure everything was okay with Debo in that moment. Brandon Ayuk was a scratch, and what a... 
What a blessing that he has with all those, you know, all the days off. He's got 10 more days now until the 49ers play the Arizona Cardinals. So he's got a lot of time to rest up and get back into uh, in, into football shape and pick up right where he left off. The fact that this team put up a 30 spot without Brandon Ayuk out there again, that's a, that's a really good sign. That is a really, really, really good sign. What we've got is uh, a lot of people in the chat. Again, thank you so much for being here, for the, your love, your loyalty. It means an awful lot. I like loyalty, and so does Ike, which is why he's offering you a rewards program on his app. Get yourself to Ike's for a sandwich today. You'll be very happy that you did. Delicious offerings, all kinds of flavors, anything you can imagine. He's got it in between two slices of bread. And the kind of bread that you can imagine, he's got that too. Everything from nice sourdough to French bread to Dutch crunch, everything he's got it. So a little something for everyone is waiting at Ike's. Sign up for the rewards program and start eating free sandwiches at Ike's. We want to thank Blackened. Oh, tipping one back for a nightcap last night. We did that. Blackened whiskey, delicious. Delicious, the perfect price point for a great bottle of whiskey. Uh, you'll be happy to pull this off your top shelf. You really will. It is delicious in a cocktail, neat, straight up, on the rock, however you want it. Blackened serves its purpose. I can tell you that our friends, Uncle Boys, they could use a little love from you. They got broken in again this week. Twice in the last two months, if you're thinking about a burger in the inner Richmond, get to Uncle Boy's, try the Lumpia, and they will be sponsoring the Good for Ball, Bad for Ball, Michael Irvin segment, uh, Urban segment, a little bit later on in the show today. We're going to be wrapping up each and every week with a Good for Ball, Bad for Ball in memory of our friend Michael Urban. So that's coming up. Uh, if you rolled with my man Stefan last night, if you rolled with Stefan, you rolled to the window with nothing but winners. He had the 49ers first half line. He had the 49ers team points total. He stayed away from the games over under. He stayed away from the game spread. He found other bets he liked more. He made them. He won. And he also had two baseball bets that he offered up on bottom line bets. You get three every day. So you had a grand total of four bets offered up on bottomlinebets.com. And Stefan went 4-0. and oh. How's your week started? Stefan's has been great. Go to bottomlinebets.com. Dot com daily, weekly, monthly. And if you want to sign up for the rest of the football season, he's got a great deal on that for you too. When you want to go from amateur player to serious player, check out bottomlinebets.com. And then where would you put those bets? How about at mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon when you sign up. If you're listening on uh, the podcast, you know all about that. And uh, we got a couple commercials running over there. The podcast continues to grow. The channel continues to grow. Uh, grow. Let's see, where are we from a subscriber point? We put on, oh, just about 20 subscribers so far today. We're at 7,850. If you are not subscribing, boy, please do. You've got a lot of good 49er content coming your way on this channel. I can promise you that. I can offer you that. And I will make good on that promise and offer. I can promise you that. And um, you won't miss a thing from me or Larry. we got a lot going on. And again, we're only three weeks into a very long football season. I can't wait to see what this number is at the end of football season. But indeed, it grows. Um, 
some of just the raw numbers coming out of last night's game. Got Kyle Shanahan improving to 3-1 and all-time in the regular season against the New York Giants. The 49ers have now won their last two appearances on Thursday Night Football. They'll have another one waiting for them later this season on Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. So we're all going to spend Thanksgiving together. How about that? We'll be doing post-game on Thanksgiving, and then a 49ers wake up that Friday afterwards. Larry and I will have that for you at 8 a.m. as we have assembled what is now... I don't know, the biggest morning show in the Bay Area. I don't think there's any pretending that it isn't. And look, there is one number that was shared by John Dickinson last night when I was hopping on Larry's postgame show that I thought just encapsulated everything Kyle Shanahan dreams about when he dreams about the offense that he wants to run. Not only did the team hold a pretty good Giants defensive line at bay, Purdy was only sacked twice, and it was a night where... The Giants blitzed 85% of Purdy's dropbacks, an unheard of number. Normally, you know, he blitz about 30, 35%, and that's an aggressive day of blitzing. 80-something percent blitzes out of Wink Martindale and the New York Giants last night. So Brock Purdy was dealing with an awful lot of heat being thrown at him. He got the ball out quickly, efficiently, especially in the second half, And of his 310 passing yards, only 95 of those were actually in the air. 215 yards after the catch for 49er receivers, backs, and tight ends last night. What a great game out of George Kittle. What a fantastic game out of Debo Samuel. And the only thing I can tell you about Christian McCaffrey is he is one of the 5 to 10 best football players in the NFL, regardless of position. If you took every player in football and put them in a single file line, starting with the best, going all the way to the worst, I don't know who is the worst player in the league, and I don't know if we could really pinpoint the absolute best player in the league. There'd be an argument between three, four guys based on the weeks that they had, the years that they're in at any point in time. It changes a lot. But what won't change is Christian McCaffrey standing in the first 10 guys in the line. He is so special. He is such a special football player. I mean, there's just no other way to pretend he isn't. He's incredible. He runs with anger. He runs with speed. He runs with power. He runs with finesse. He'll stiff arm a dude six yards down the field. He will dive into holes and come out of them in ways that you you wouldn't think possible. He doesn't stop moving his legs. He's always falling forward. He's a beast. And man, Debo Samuel's beast, the way that he fights for yards and through contact. The guy's amazing. And he is a bully. Debo Samuel is a straight-up bully. So, oh, good. By the way, Michelle Haberman has checked in on AMP saying, I hear you, Damon. Well, that's good news. We're going to give you a really good VIP lounge a little bit later on today uh, when we get into the AMP app. The Niners might have left a few fans with some touchdown blue balls last night. Again, five red zone trips. uh, Scored on all five red zone trips, so that's good. But having to settle for three field goals and two touchdowns, you'd like to see that inverted, obviously. You'd rather have the three touchdowns and the two field goals. But the good news is, is Jake Moody continues to make every single kick that is in front of him. 
Every one of them. Point after touchdown, field goal, doesn't matter. He is 100% through three games. The fact that this team had a little trouble in the red zone on a night where Brandon Ayuk wasn't playing really doesn't su- surprise me that much. Um, overall, on a night where things weren't 100% lined up and cooking, the 49ers still put 30 on their opponent and won with a defensive effort that really is better appreciated the day after it happened than in real time as it was happening. Nick Bosa picked up his first sack of the year. God, that was right on the edge of being a safety. He had Daniel Jones rolling back into that end zone. Unfortunately, forward progress prevented it from being ruled a safety. But that was just Nick Bosa unencumbered to the quarterback. I mean, you want to get somebody killed? Don't block Nick Bosa. That's a really good way to do that. You also had... uh, Javon Hargrave picking up his second sack of the year. He gobbled up Daniel Jones. You saw a new look by the 49ers defense where they were using five down linemen. And all I can tell you is that Hargrave and Kinlaw and Eric Armstead all playing next to each other. That's beef. That is the meat section at the supermarket. We haven't even said Nick Bosa or Drake Jackson. That is some serious defensive line dominance that the 49ers can put out there. Fred Warner had a good game. Dre Greenlaw, again, drink every single time. Dre Greenlaw picks up a personal foul close to the sideline. But I wouldn't ask him to do anything but play like that. I really wouldn't. I saw some people saying, you know, I got a concern about Dre Greenlaw picking up a penalty in a big game in a bad moment. Well, Okay, you know what was also a concern about Dre Greenlaw? This guy's one of the hardest hitters in football, and he's out there looking to deplete guys. I don't want to take that away from him. I want Dre Greenlaw to play like that. Not some of the time, all of the time. Trent Williams is lucky that he didn't get ejected from that game last night. He straight up balled a fist and hit a giant. And I saw today ESPN ran a story that says, well, the reason why Trent Fist wasn't ejected is because we couldn't tell whether or not that was a closed or open fist. What, they got Stevie Wonder in the replay booth? Ray Charles making that decision? I mean, come on. It was a balled-up fist right into the front of a guy's face mask. What do you mean you can't see it? How you get Everyone who was in last night's replay booth saying, I couldn't tell whether or not Trent Williams punched a guy or not, should be fired. Trent Williams did punch a guy. He should have been ejected. He's lucky he wasn't. The Niners were lucky he wasn't. By the way, Trent didn't have a great game last night. So maybe that boiled over a little bit into the punch because he wasn't happy with the way that he was out there playing. So something else, a game that while you were watching it didn't quite feel state of the art, but you look at the numbers the next day and you're like, wow, 49ers were great last night. Not yet. We're getting there. So look, thanks to you for being here. If you were rocking with me last night at 8 a.m. and again here right now, I thank you all so much. Again, the podcast is blowing up. The channel's blowing up. The chat room is blowing up. I saw new people in the chat getting to meet such a wonderful group of people. And you really are. You're a fantastic group. And I think we have a really intelligent conversation where, let's face it, intelligent sports conversations are becoming harder and harder to find out there, especially in chat rooms. But we've done a nice job ignoring trolls, not giving them 
uh, their uh, the, the the attention they so crave. And uh, we are just rolling. Yo, yo, speaking of rolling, my man Ike rolling out delicious sandwiches for everyone. He's got to be thrilled with the start for this uh, th- this football team. Uh, it is, it's a really good football team, folks. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Results are not guaranteed. There's a lot that can happen in every game that changes the formula greatly. But boy, we saw once again, the star of the show is the system. Kyle Shanahan's system is special. It's a star of the show. He just, he has time and time again produced a level of steady production that if you can't appreciate it, your big problem is that you were sold a bill of goods that maintaining quality football throughout a regular season is an easy thing to do. There is nothing easy about this. You know, they got a really easy opponent coming up next week against the Arizona Cardinals. That game's not going to be easy. Last night's game, again, it looked a lot harder than the data spits out because it was. It was. I'm going to tell you, the New York Giants are one Saquon Barkley being healthy away from that game being a whole lot different. There are a couple of interceptions away from that game being a whole lot different. And oh, by the way, the uh, couple of interceptions that that Brock Purdy threw that one Tuesday in training camp, yeah, they don't matter. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. Not here. Not now, anyways. 49ers are scoring 30 points every single time you look up. The 49ers are having themselves a really good defensive performance just about every single time you look up. Oh, man, we, you know, the Rams were really efficient and Steve Wilkes didn't make the right adjustments and this, that, the other. Like, calm down. There's no such thing as, and every drive was perfect and every decision worked out. It doesn't happen in this league. It is unavailable. Perfection is unavailable. I wonder how many people complain about one bad series who instantly hit reset whenever they don't score a touchdown on their opening drive in a game of Madden. I know you're out there. I know you are. I know you're out there. So I thought one of the biggest drives of the games was a drive that everyone was complaining about as it finished because... The Giants had a lead that was cut down to five. Then you get um, a big drive where Purdy finds Debo wide open in the middle of the field as he gets to work on first down. And again, we saw Kyle Shanahan maintain a level of trust in his quarterback to keep being aggressive with the ball, throwing the ball, even though he wasn't having the greatest night in the world throwing the ball. But Purdy finds Debo. He gets sacked on the next play. He then completes on a play action to George Kittle to get 12 yards back. A Purdy overthrow on third and fourth, but you saw that Debo was getting his T-shirt yanked, so that was an easy-to-call pass interference. So now all of a sudden, 
You got uh, you got first down. Christian McCaffrey runs for four. Then he makes a great fingertip catch. That goes for a first down. From the 15-yard line, you got McCaffrey running for six yards, then gets buried on a four-yard loss by Micah McFadden, who had the best game defensively maybe in the game. By the way, he went to Indiana University, so I want to point that out right here right now. Um First and goal, you had McCaffrey to the three-yard line. Second and goal, Brock throws it away. Third and goal, Brock gets pressured. Kittle slips on a zero blitz. He might have been wide open in the end zone, but he slipped. So you have to settle for a field goal, which left everybody on Twitter complaining. But that field goal brought the lead from five back up to eight. If you don't score on that drive, now you're giving the ball back to the Giants with the chance for them to take the lead. So that was a night where Kyle settled on a couple of conservative decisions. Early in the game, he had a fourth and one from the midfield where he might have gone for that, but he decided, look, I like our chances in this game. I like that they don't have Saquon Barkley. They're not exactly burning our doors down, so we're going to play a little defense. There are times to be overly aggressive, and there are times to be just a little bit more conservative, and I think Kyle has done a nice job on that balance beam of making that decision. So, all action is live. Let's see where we are, J.J. Raider. We're there. I think we're in that 140 temp range right now. That is That was the sip of the day. That was freaking delicious. That was perfect. Someone even said, Damon, I like when you sip by the microphone and we can hear it. Really? It's a little weird to me. True blue forever. D. Bruce, this is a two-pot Friday. Let me tell you, we're going to go into the ganja jar and make it a three-pot Friday. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Uh, uh, True Blue, thank you very much. I'm going to get you a meat stick over on the AMP app. You better be over there for your meat stick. You've been chasing one for weeks. You're going to get one today because the 49ers beat the Giants. Uh, Michelle Haberman, Damon, you always keep us guessing. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I try to keep you on your toes, Michelle. Uh, RIP Cougar Rebel. Hey, Brock 30? 30 Brock? Instead of 30 Rock, you know. 30 Brock? It, dude, it's happening an awful lot every single time I look up. 49ers are winning a football game having scored 30 points with the guy that everyone said isn't good enough. And Kyle, you know, Kyle needs to be replaced. It's just some ridiculous shit out there. There really is. It's a good thing Larry and I are here to uh, talk you through it. I like the bell that Ronnie Game had. He made the touchdown catch in the front corner of the end zone. That was a uh, really nice pass from Brock. A lot of anticipation there, a lot of great reading. He made the play. Brock made a great throw to Debo in the other corner of the same end zone late in the game for the goodnight Irene touchdown that they needed. Um, I thought Ronnie Bell did a great job on that tip drill in the middle of the field. There was a ball to Debo, goes off his shoulder pad straight up in the air. This thing has got coming down with an interception written all over it. But Ronnie Bell was Johnny on the spot. He makes a play on the ball, a great adjustment. That was his second catch in the night. And the Niners needed it. Not only did they need the yards, they needed 
to not turn the ball over, which they did not do last night. Uh, Brock Purdy, he fell on a fumble in the quarterback center snap exchange for the second week in a row. So, okay, glass half full. It's good that he fell on the fumble. Glass half bed. The guy with the really big hands keeps on fumbling that center snap exchange. You got to knock that off, Brock. You really do. Uh, We're not here to pretend things went perfect, but they went good enough. They certainly did. McCaffrey was great. Bosa and Hargrave, they were getting theirs. Uh, Good game from the healthiest Javon Kinlaw we've seen in a 49ers uniform. Isaiah Oliver played Darren Waller, probably better in the secondary than anyone else. He's continuing to prove his mettle on this team and his familiarity with Steve uh, Steve Wilkes as his defense. Looks like it's starting to pay off. Um, Fred Warner, quiet game, but efficient, very good. Dre Greenlaw, again, not one of those killer Dre Greenlaw games. Look, the, the Giants were getting pushed off the field. 150 total yards. It's all they got last night. So defense played very, very well. Quiet night out of Talanoa Hufanga, who, of course, is just always around the football, even on nights where it's hard to find them. What do you know? Interception for Talanoa Hufanga. Um, I think uh, Tayshawn Gibson is playing very well in that secondary right now. Mooney Ward, there might have been a little confusion confusion at one point in time with him and Isaiah Oliver, but it all came out in the wash. Diamador Lenore had a little bit of a, I don't want to say rough night, but he, uh, he gave up a long sideline completion at the end of the first half, which brought Graham Gano into field goal range. He hit one true and through the uprights from 57 yards, I believe, last night did Graham Gano. And then he had the interference on Waller that set up the touchdown that the Giants enjoyed last night, and then the failed two-point conversion, which Nick Bosa, by the way, that would have been a sack had it been any other play, but they don't keep stats on those two-point conversions the same way that they do. So um, that that Bosa sacked Daniel Jones again. Um, what went wrong for the 49ers? Again, that did, you know, Darius Slay picking up 18 with about 32 seconds left in the first half to move Gano into field goal range. The Lenore pass interference, that was, you know, not great. There were three or four go with God balls that uh, luckily God was a Niner fan last night and they either landed on the field with no harm, no foul, or they went out of bounds. But Brock had a couple of Jimmy G-ish throws. Again, we're not going to pretend that was the best Brock can do because we've seen even better. But Niners put up 30 points two weeks in a row in which Brock wasn't exactly fantastic, but he was good. Good enough to keep his coach trusting him, even through the little bit of a struggle that we saw. So, good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. Couldn't help but notice that Al Michaels never passes on a chance to tell you how much he just hates going down to Santa Clara for 49ers games. He makes fun of Levi's Stadium more than any other stadium in football. Al Michaels fucking hates that place. He will always tell you we are 44 miles south of San Francisco. What are you going to do? Show pictures of down here? No, we got to give you blimp shots from up there. Al loves San Francisco. He's not happy with that stadium or its location, and I agree with him. I'm crusty old man Al Michaels on that one, too. 
what made yesterday a great day for the 49ers. And again, no one here wants to bask in anyone else's injury and no one's looking for players to be hurt anywhere else. But there was a big injury that could directly affect the 49ers season. Trayvon Diggs, star cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, suffered a torn ACL in practice yesterday. That ain't good for the Cowboys. And look who's on the schedule two weeks from now. So they're going to be scrambling a little bit there. He's a very, very good player. The 49ers are basically an uninjured, undefeated football team. The Cowboys are an undefeated, yet they can no longer claim uninjured as a football team. And this is, never forget this, my friends, this is a war of attrition. It's not just who's good at this, it's who can survive this. 49ers are doing a really good job living through their first three weeks. Again, this game is so violent, you can hurt yourself practicing it. Big injury. It's a big injury. It was good to see Elijah Mitchell get 11 carries for 42 yards last night, taking a little bit of a workload off of Christian McCaffrey, who had 18 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown to go along with five catches on five targets for 34 more yards. How important is Christian McCaffrey? I think he's the most important guy on the team, all things considered. I really do. He's the skeleton key that unlocks Kyle Shanahan's imagination, I think maybe more than anybody else. And he on any point in time, can take that ball to the house. He, at any point in time, should he ever be injured seriously this year, holds the 49ers Super Bowl aspirations, I believe, in the palm of his hand more than any other one player. I really believe that. Um, he is so good. He is so good. I think he's the best 49er since Jerry Rice. Straight up. Best, most talented, most skillful player the 49ers have had since Jerry Rice. There's been some really good talent along the way in between Jerry Rice and Christian McCaffrey. There's Hall of Famers out there. But this guy, he is special. He's special. He's unique. Um, and he just, he does. He allows Kyle's offensive imagination to run wild. He's also not only somebody who opens everything up, but he's somebody who makes sure when things are getting shut down, you still have an escape hatch. Looking for Christian McCaffrey in the flat has got to be one of the most reassuring things a young quarterback like Brock Purdy could ever look for when things are going wrong. So it's a great start. It's a really, really great start. And what we're going to do is hop into Club Plus here, and then we're going to have an awful lot of fun on the AMP app if technology indeed allows that to happen. Yesterday, it sort of it undercut my performance. Damn you. But today, we're hoping for even more, even better. Um, I want to wrap up before we get into Club Plus with a little something that we're going to do every single Friday. We're going to be dedicating, and Uncle Boys remains a sponsor by sponsoring this segment, Good for Ball, Bad for Ball, in memory of Michael Urban, who's, by the way, celebration of life is tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to going down there. 
and spending a little time with Michael's family and expressing to him how much we miss him and how much you guys miss him. There's been a wonderful response uh, that I wish Michael would have seen when he might have been in his darkest hour and needed to see these things. But um, we'll celebrate a wonderful man who left us far too soon tomorrow. Um, we'll start with bad for ball. We'll wrap up with good for ball. Bad for ball are the Oakland A's. What a group of cheap sons of bitches this franchise really is run by. Sports Illustrated is covering this story. Sporticus actually shared it with me, made me aware of it, DM'd it to me. So with Miguel Cabrera coming through town with the Detroit Tigers, the Oakland A's decided to give him a retirement gift. All right, well, Miguel Cabrera is going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. Like, what are you going to get, Miguel Cabrera? This better be nice. They got him a $90 bottle of wine. How cheap is that? Again, I'm a big believer that you don't have to spend an awful lot of money on a really good bottle of wine. But if this is a ceremonial congratulations on your Hall of Fame to be career, you might want to break double digit price points on that one just so it comes across as a gift you really thought about. A $90 bottle of wine is what the A's gave Miguel Cabrera, you cheap sons of bitches. And on top of all of that, let's not forget that Miguel Cabrera is a recovering alcoholic. I shit you not. They gave a bottle of wine that was hardly a, ho, 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 look at this, Silver Oak Screaming Eagle. No. No, they gave him a bottle of wine that you would pick up for a dinner party you were going to. And they gave it to a guy who's a recovering alcoholic. I swear to God, A's, you step on your dicks so often, I don't even need to step on your dick for you. It's what you do. So you are bad for ball. What is good for ball? Brought to you by our friends, Uncle Boys is Larry Kruger's rant on the San Francisco Giants. I want you to find the thumbnail of me and Larry standing in front of a good old candlestick. I had Larry Kruger on this show, what, just yesterday, right? We did a little preview of Thursday Night Football. And then on a real quick last five minutes of the show, get out question, I asked Larry about the San Francisco Giants. And Larry basically went on a 90-minute rant where I just kept like, Oh, he's onto something. I'm going to poke him a little bit more. I'm going to poke him a little bit more. I'm going to poke, poke him, poke him, poke him because Larry is on fire. Larry Kruger, good for ball. His rant on the San Francisco Giants lasted 29 minutes, and it might be the best 29 minutes of Larry Bear's or Larry Kruger's entire career. And his impression of Larry Bear running up Second Street to tell everyone at KNBR, "Stop talking about how bad we." Oh, it was hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. A tour de force A-plus performance from our good friend Larry Kruger offered. Go check out, check it out. Just check it out. Check out Larry. When you got a half an hour to spend with me and Larry, find that video. It's from yesterday. I posted it 
in its own little thing. It's 29 minutes. Watch it. You're driving somewhere today. You got a half an hour to spend in the car. Spend a half an hour with the best Larry Kruger has ever been maybe in his career. I mean, it's straight up sports phone Larry. Fantastic stuff. Again, the podcast grows, the channel grows, the 49ers win total grows, their list of accomplishment grows, their list of games in a row, winning in the regular season, games in a row won by Brock Purdy, scoring at least 30, that all grows, it grows, thank you for allowing me to grow right here by being so loyal, really truly appreciate it, and on that note, all I can tell you is that sports don't build character, they reveal it. And like that, he's gone.